Welcome to Depth the Field. This is your host, Rachel. This week, I change it up a bit and explore a couple genres that I'm not so familiar with. We each have our comfort zones in photography where we feel at our best. For many, it's a relaxed environment. For others, it's when we're in control. But my guest this week took a puck from the lens while in his comfort zone, and he's okay with that. He is at home on the soccer field, on the ice, or in the pit at a concert. You don't have control of the lights, you can't direct your subjects, and you come second or maybe even third to everybody else who's there. There are rules you have to learn, and learn fast, as you're trying to predict your subject's next move, while at the same moment, evade the crowd. You'll find Jason in the pits at the hockey games as the team photographer for the Belleville Senators, or on the field as he shoots for the Queen's University Athletics. Never mind, his personal projects as on the side. Today I speak with Jason Scores about what he looks for in a photo, what draws him to the work he does, and the steps he's taken to get there. Welcome to Depth of Field. Thank you so much. Welcome to Depth of Field. Thank you for coming in and making time for me. I really appreciate chatting with you today. Yeah, it's good to be here and thanks for having me. Yeah, no, oh my pleasure. Well, I mean, I've I feel like I've watched the evolution of your photography since we first met not met <laughs> yeah, yeah really. met through facebook yeah, yeah yeah and uh it's been just i've really enjoyed watching all the stuff that you come out with and it's uh, a genre that i'm not very familiar with too so that is really fascinating for yeah. me but uh maybe we'll start do you want to introduce yourself and uh your start in photography or what your interest is Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jason Scorse. I'm a Kingston photographer and I uh, primarily photograph sports, concerts, um, athletes, anything that's um, not your typical portrait work or, or weddings. Even though I, I've done quite a few weddings and portraiture work, it's just I seem to gravitate more towards the athletic part of photography and athletes it's just something that I enjoy to do I feel like that's kind of a niche area like I know that it's really popular and a lot of people really like taking pictures of games and um, doing sport photography or event or like concert photography but I feel like I don't really see a lot of it out there you know like a lot of people are doing it but there are a select number of people who are actually getting this stuff out there to a particular level and uh like i mean is that is that maybe do you feel differently i mean what's it like being in that niche no i i totally agree there aren't as many people doing sports or concert photography and my way of thinking is because you don't see the monetary value in it um i started off doing weddings and portraiture work and I think a lot of people do who want to get into photography because they see that there's there's that ability to make profit um, from it. And uh, with sports photography, it's not as easy. And same with concerts. I mean, concert photography, there's virtually no money, I guess you could say, to be made in it. It's passion. Um, it's, passion, folks. That's exactly what it is. It's it's passion and love for, for music. Um so that, yeah, it's uh, either you want to get into sports photography and, and shooting concerts because you generally love it, or you go the other way and go towards weddings and portraiture and, and stuff like that to to build an actual lifestyle and career. 
from mm. that. When did you start doing? We'll start with uh, sports photography uh, or that athletic photography. Maybe is that more accurate? Yeah. Um, I started uh, about two thousand late, two thousand thirteen. I guess uh, the end of the Queen's athletics season um, of two thousand thirteen. I contacted athletics and uh, see if I could photograph a few Gales games and I started primarily with um, hockey and then uh, after that season was over Queen's Athletics contacted me and said hey do you want to come on and, and do a full season so 2014-2015 was my first full season of shooting sports um, I had never shot sports before uh, really so, yeah wow so it was something that, that must have been a really steep learning curve. It, uh, yeah, it was, but I picked up on it pretty quick. Yeah. Um, Shoe fit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I enjoy it, right? It's, there's no stress in it. You walk in, you, you shoot a game, and you don't have any worries. You you just rely on the athletes to provi- help provide those photos. Sure. You know, and show the emotion of the game, so. Um, were you into sports before that? Like, are you a, like, uh, do you watch sports? Do you play sports? What's your relationship? Um, yeah, I watch sports. Not so much now. I have three little girls at home, so, uh, I don't have much time. You watch Blue's Clues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of that. <laughs> um, but yeah, growing up, I played hockey, um, mm-hmm. and have always loved playing hockey. Still play it when I can between work and photography and home life. Um, so yeah, I mean, that helps because you need to be able to anticipate what's happening and what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, during a game, you just know something big is going to happen because you just see a a shift of momentum. And, uh, so yeah, it it helps playing sports, watching sports definitely helps you in something like this. I, uh, I, yeah, I really wanted to ask about this because I don't really know anything about sports. I watched... The uh, Summer Olympics, uh, the the ones that just passed two years ago or whatever, um, and I taught myself about rugby by watching <laughs> the games, and it was so cool. I really yeah. liked it, and I was kind of getting a feel for what happens when and what the team's goals were, yeah. and um, I had a ball. I really think my friends were so annoyed, so I was like, oh, did you watch the game between like New Zealand and Fiji last night? It was amazing. And they were just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, and then I'd like replay it, but um, I mean, I'd, I would I would have no idea what to look for, and so yeah, that's that's ultimately what my my question was kind of going towards. Like, how do you do? You, are you familiar with all the sports that you shoot, or like, do you do research on that? Like, how do you go about preparing for that, knowing that that anticipation is really key? So, to prepare myself for a game or sports or of any type, um, I don't. <laughs> okay, I get that a lot. Actually, I keep asking people. I'm like, yeah. "What is your secret?" And they're like, "Ah, just go in there." Yeah, with well, my camera. You you know what looks good if you see an image and it just looks awkward or mm. not right. Um, it's not likely a good picture. Um, so you want to see in sports. You want to see power, aggression, you know, force. You you want to see that in the athlete. Mm. Um, you want to see eyes. You don't necessarily want to look at an image and the person's head is down or looking the other way because there's no contact with you. 
Mm. So you don't get that emotional contact. And I mean, if you look at a lot of photos that you'll see currently from the Olympics, um, you'll see a lot of images where you see the athlete's eyes. And so you can have that connection. You know, you don't have that connection if you if you don't see someone looking at you, I find. Mm. Um, and that's what I learned with, with hockey photography is that if you have a player with his head down and carrying the puck, yeah, it might be a great image. And sure, okay, yeah, use it. But it's a more powerful image. It sticks with you if you see the player with his head up and he's looking to where he's going. There's just a little more... Um, power emphasis in the sports you just it looks better right and you, you know, can relate you know you're, yeah. you're you're like oh yeah I'm, I'm you're trying to gauge as a viewer where what he's thinking mm-hmm. or what she's thinking yeah, exactly. um, do you find that hard to do I mean I, I I mean that sounds nice and dandy but like still if you were to sit me in front of a game and you're like okay get a intimate picture of these players i'm thinking football just yeah. you know stereotypical sports image you know get a picture of these players on the field who are how far away from you and moving around and yeah now you have to go and make sure that you know what's happening and then get a picture mm-hmm. that is good like what's what's that like um with sports other than hockey it's for me, it's hard because I, I don't know a lot about football. Mm. I don't know a lot about soccer, rugby. Um, I've learned the sport over the past, I guess, what, three years. Mm. Um, but it's still hard to anticipate those sports, what's going to happen. Um, so you can, you, you just have to watch the play. You have to watch where people are going on the field. Even if you don't know the game, you watch where they're going. And you can kind of pick out, like in football, where the quarterback is going to throw the ball. And you just hope and anticipate that you're selecting the the right person so you can get that receiving catch. Mm. Um, Otherwise, you don't have an image. And and for a football field, it's such a large playing area. So you really, if, if you're picking one person and you're focusing in on them, hoping that that's where the ball is going, um, and the ball goes the other way, you don't have a picture. You don't have mm. an image. Um, so, I, yeah, I mean, if you don't know the sport, sure, it's going to take you a while to pick it up, but once you anticipate what's happening and you see the flow of the game and you know where the ball is likely going to go, it it's a little bit easier, and, and it slowly becomes a natural, just a natural thing. Uh, have you found that the, the flow of the game, that it kind of, um, how do I say this, uh, that uh, it tr- transitions, I guess, um, that you see the same kind of flow, I guess, in different arenas? Like, is it uh, is it a feeling? Like, um... Yeah, it all, it all depends on... It all depends on uh, the way the team comes out at the very beginning. Um, I've photographed a lot of, a lot of, like, Gales games, and you don't walk away with a lot of images of the Queen's Gales. Mm. You walk away with more images of the opposing team just because that opposing team is more dominant. Mm. And, and and that's just the way it goes sometimes. You try not to be biased and only photograph, say, Queen's, but 
unfortunately, sometimes you get more images of the visiting team, mm-hmm. and it's just because they're they're creating more dominant plays. They're 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 there. I'm sure they appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> they don't get too many images. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, when you start to selecting your images, which you're gonna hand over. I mean, that's unfortunately sometimes you could walk away with, you know, not as many as what you had hoped for for the team that you're shooting for. Um, and that's just the way it goes sometimes. Mm. It. I mean, yeah. But if if that's the way it is, and that's, yep. you're like there you go. Yeah. Um. When you're making your selections for for sports photography, I mean, you've obviously obviously said, um, that you're looking for eye contact and you know to see the face and to be able to kind of register with that. But I mean, do you have any other expectations or do you? follow kind of almost like a rule book or this is what I want or do you kind of go with instinct and gut like um it's a little mix of everything I mean you you want the image to look good um so you can use the rule of thirds I mean here I am talking about rule of thirds and (laughs) I've never taken a photography (laughs) class ever um but it does make an image look better it's Mm -hmm. just not for portraits not just for weddings I mean if you're photographing an athlete and they're running, they're skating, you want to leave space between them and whatever side of the image that they're running towards, right. if you will. And it shows momentum. It shows speed and flow. So, I mean, that creates a good image. Um, for hockey, images that are really good and really show speed is when players are cutting around the net or cutting around a circle because they're on an angle. Mm. Um, there's, you can tell that their speed, you might get snow coming up off the blades of their skates. And, you know, there are images that you want to see, you want to see eyes, you want to see, you know, that power, whether it's men or women playing, you want to see muscle flex. Um, you just want a good overall image. I mean, you could look at an image and it not might, might not be that great, but it's a really great image and the fact that it it shows something other than power and speed it might just be a good portrait if you will i mean you don't see a lot of sports photos that are really portraits but really they all are right they're they're you know a moment captured Mm -hmm. um so i guess i mean in a sense you could call it sports portraiture yeah well it's (laughs) like an environmental or situational portraiture Mm -hmm. and um yeah because this is a part of the person's identity Mm -hmm. exactly do you have any photographers in this genre that you like look towards or work that you follow like what's the field like um there are a couple that i i i like to follow um one's a local photographer matthew manor okay and he's uh he's photographed for hockey canada um hockey hall of fame uh so he's done a lot of uh a lot of great assignments. I mean, he did the Vancouver Olympics. Um, <laughs> another guy that I follow is uh, Matthew Mernigan, and he's out of Ottawa. And he's the same Hockey Hall of Fame photographer, um, Hockey Canada, and I've done a few few assignments where I've assisted him oh, wow. um, for a few tournaments for Hockey Canada. Um, and now, l- lately with the Olympics, you're seeing, because of social media, you're seeing more photos coming out than you ever did. Um, of all these photographers that are shooting sports and other things. But so I'm slowly getting a list of people on my Instagram that's like building up my 
favorites and uh i'm gonna have to start weeding them out but i mean they're <laughs> they're photographers that yeah do you know what they're producing great sports images and i yeah i'm starting to look up to them um there's not one photographer that i always go to and i always sure. look at um i did that with with uh weddings and i started watching all the stuff that they're doing and um, when I was first starting out, I was starting to get down on myself because I couldn't produce what they were producing. Mm. I couldn't edit images the same way they could. Um, and so I started losing a lot of confidence in like a span of like three years. Preach. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, Everyone, yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, I found that going from away from weddings and, uh, and portrait work, I found it's, it's more, I'm more relaxed as a mm. photographer um like i still pick up the odd wedding here and there it's it's mainly um for friends and mm. whatnot but uh yeah i i find that that shooting sports is is better for me mentally now than shooting weddings and trying to compare myself to other photographers that i did follow and i did want to aspire to be mm. and found that I could never be that way mm. um, whereas sports and concert photography I can go in and my style is my style I don't have to compare myself to anybody else because it's such a narrow genre mm -hmm. of photography whereas with weddings everybody can get into it everybody is getting into it and so there's a lot of fish in a small pond yeah um especially especially in, in here in kingston yeah um i i've done google searches where there's like four or five photographers that shoot weddings in my neighborhood yeah that have websites yeah so it, it's um i decided you know what sports i love sports uh i've always wanted to photograph sports when i first got my first camera mm -hmm. um because i was always looking at uh the nhl website and they had a selection of photos called frozen moments and so you'd see these fascinating images of gameplay and pregame where they'd have in pictures of athletes just sitting in the stands taping their stick or just zoning out yeah. and uh, i found those images really powerful and this is something i wanted to do and you know I, i'd say to friends you know hey I, i'd love to do something like that but i had a nikon d40 and you know, as great of a camera as it is, I still have it. Um, I have one of those too. It's a beast, but <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's uh, old now. It's old, and I mean, I could still like walk into like a, a Sens game in Belleville and uh, photograph it. The quality isn't going to be there. I can still get the images, but the quality just won't be there. It'll be full of grain. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. To get back to the the question, because I'm rambling on here. Yeah, when I got into wedding photography, I looked up to a lot of people and I wanted to aspire to be like them because they were doing so well. They were getting lots of clientele base. And I realized that, you know what, it's not worth the stress for me to try to be like them and try to, you know, get a huge clientele base. And I started to see that when I got into shooting concerts and sports. It wasn't getting me the, um, like I said, the monetary value that some would get out of it, but... I was more relaxed and I enjoyed myself more and I was free. Mm -hmm. I guess you could say there was no pressure. Right, yeah. And if it brings out the best in you and your photography, I mean, I think that that's a good enough reason to 
to say, yeah, this is going to be where I sit. So I wanted to ask about um, the person that you worked with a little bit, Matt. Was it Matt? Uh, Matthew Murdigan. Matthew Murdigan? Yeah. What kinds of things are you learning from that? Uh, the the first time I worked with them, it was uh, fall 2016, and it was um, for Hockey Canada Under 17 Hockey Challenge. Mm-hmm. It was in Sault Ste. Marie. Mm. So he 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 would shoot. He sh- he shot the main event. It's uh, like the K Rock Center, so it's where the Sudbury Wolves play, and that's where all the main games were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot like the World Juniors in that regards, but it's kids 17 years old and and younger. So he showed me lighting setups for setting up strobes in the arena, mm-hmm. and uh, that was that was basically it. That all he he really touched on with me on that. I shot games at a separate second rink, so we just kind of worked separately but together in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd never done anything for Hockey Canada, so I was, it was great. I, you know, I, I drove the eight hundred kilometers up to Sault Ste. Marie to, <laughs> oh gosh, to yeah. photograph it, and it was. I mean, it was kind of a funny story how I got it because I was going to ask. <laughs> well, yeah, we, uh, my wife and I were thinking about relocating up to Sault Ste. Marie. So on my website, I was using as many um, keywords as I could for the sewer area. Mm. Um, and so Hockey Canada was looking for photographers. They didn't get a really good feel of people up in Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. Matthew decided, okay, I'll, I'll do a search and came across my name because keyword search in Google, <laughs> you know, I popped up and he saw my images. He didn't realize it was in Kingston. Um, so anyways, I ended up driving up there and basically what I was paid covered my cost of travel. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Um, so really I saw it as, uh, and this comes into the whole monetary value of of sports photography that, you know, it paid for my travel to get up there, but I saw that as a foot in the door and experience with Hockey Canada. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's huge. Yeah. Um, so it was a small stepping stone. Yeah. Um, and then from there last year I helped them do the, uh, the telescope out in Prince George, BC. Yeah. And I saw the the back end of all the photography for a major event. So we set up the strobes again in the rink, and I got to sit at a computer and edit all the photos that were coming in wirelessly. Oh, wow. Um, and then dealing with, uh, with customers. So teams and parents could also order photos from us. So, oh, wow. yeah, we were doing everything on the fly. So... Yeah, I got to see that end of the that, uh, the industry. That's so interesting, yeah, because, I mean, it's not like you're going to necessarily set that up on your own and be like, oh, yeah, this is this is how this works yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, I mean, he already has a routine on what he does, and, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I had to kind of conform to how he liked images, um, which it didn't take long. It was just getting his process um, up to his expectations. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was really interesting. It was a lot of long days. We were at the rink at eight in the morning till 11 o'clock at night, um, for six days. Um, so it was a lot of work. I think I shot one image, um, out of that week. Uh, because I mean, that's my job was to go out there and edit photos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get pretty tired of editing after yeah. a while but <laughs> it's uh again that was another experience and uh another stepping stone and yeah you know it's it's good everything's everything's good so nice 
Um, and it's experience, you know, yeah. with, with practice, things get better and smoother. Um, and, uh, so I wanted to ask you as well about, uh, your work with concerts. Um, I'm a little bit more familiar with not concert photography, but going to, I've been to a concert yeah. <laughs> at least. <laughs> and, uh, so I wanted to ask about, I mean, was it the same thing you like, what drew you to that? Let's start there. Growing up as a teenager, I got a drum kit, so I started playing drums. And uh, who gave you that? Uh, well, I ended up I ended up buying it myself. Oh, I, okay. I, yeah, long story, but yeah, I was in the reserves, made a lot of money for <laughs> summer, and bought a drum kit, which was fine because my dad played drums for a long time when oh, he was okay. growing up and. Yeah, in his 20s, so uh, that, that was all good. I thought maybe oh. a nefarious uncle, maybe. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <that'd be> nice. <laughs> Go ahead and play um, with this. <laughs> so, Your yeah. Parents are like, oh. I mean, every, everybody loves music. Mm-hmm. Whatever genre it is, everybody loves music. And again, like sports, it's something that I wanted to really do. And uh, photographers in town that I knew said, oh, I know people who do that. And it's. It costs so much money to get into it. And I mean, it does with the gear because you're dealing with the low light. Mm-hmm. But that's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to get away, like I said, from the weddings. And this was something I wanted to try and do. And uh, it it's a little rougher than sports <laughs> to, to really get anywhere and, and get a presence. Um, but just the fact that you get to photograph these musicians, these talented individuals, you know, oh that God. put on a show, it's... Uh, moment it's fun. in time yeah it absolutely is and there's some great images that i've captured um when i was photographing for uh kinks and punk productions um mark was the one who, who basically gave me my start i guess in concert photography okay um, mark mark garness okay mark. um so he he allowed me to come in and shoot a few shows here and there at the mansion and uh slowly build up a portfolio and let him use images and uh that's what really got me going and then try to get into like the k-rock center to shoot shows which mm-hmm. is a little more difficult mm. um you need media backing for that so that's that one's a little harder yeah i was i was gonna ask about that because i've heard um not just for concerts but for all different kinds of things uh how different people get passes and stuff and i think it's a little bit easier when you're dealing with like international stuff or traveling because i know a lot of people just kind of make passes up and yeah. they, you know like, oh, yeah i'm working for a ckio yeah <laughs> and uh sure yeah come on in yeah. but i mean you can't do that here uh it's a small town and um uh, so do you just you go in basically you're like this is a concert that i want to see this is a group that i that I respect and going like what's what's the what what is the formal process I suppose um, I guess when, it, I'm sure it's different depending but yeah when I first got into doing it like I said I went through I went through the proper channels like I went through Mark at Kingston Punk Productions mm-hmm. um, and then he would contact the bands and make sure it was all right for someone to come in mm-hmm. um, and then trying to get into shows at like the k-rock center is a little bit different because you have a promoter that is bringing in bands like live nation um and so you have to go through live nation and they actually do check your credentials and background so i think the first band i ever photographed ever ever photographed that was big was uh the band perry 
Yes, I've heard of them, but I don't know their yeah, music. Yeah, country. Okay. Um, okay. And I don't even, I don't recall when they came into town. I think it might have been 2015, something like that. But uh, I was just blown away that I even got in. So I got in through Live Nation. They gave me the credentials. I shot the show. Um, it was fantastic. It wow. was crazy, nerve-wracking, because um, you don't get a long time. You don't get a long time at all when you're photographing concerts. You get three songs and done. Oh, really? Yeah. So you really, you really got to know your camera when you're walking in a situation like that. Sure, yeah. Both of those areas of photography, I mean, you're working with some pretty heavy equipment sometimes, and uh, you really have to know how things work. But so, sorry, back to how, how is that? How is that set up? Like you come in and like who's? I guess Live Nation is there? Um, well, Live Nation, they they use whoever represents, uh, like, the K-Rock Center. Okay. Um, they, have, they have a rep or, or someone who coordinates with media. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's who you end up getting your pass from in the end. But uh, you, you need that media backing. So you need somebody to say, yep, they're representing us. And your images are going to be going out on social media or on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no different than working for like a newspaper or a wire service or anything like that. Mm. Um, so, so getting back to the concerts, I, I shot, I think the band Perry and then it was bare naked ladies. And, uh, the next concert, I don't recall what I applied for, um, for, for credentials and I was shot down. Um, and then I applied for a bunch of others and shot down. Um, because I think they realized that, okay, yes, he's a photographer, but he doesn't have any more any backing from the media mm. so that in turn uh, caused me to contact 989 the drive uh-huh. and i was like hey can you guys give me some media backing and so they said yes in return for doing their um dj uh portraits okay so i went in a couple years ago and photographed uh their uh their djs and uh I mean, big help was uh, Mike Reed. Um, there he got me in because I kind of knew him through a, a friend. Okay. And so after that, it was kind of you scratch our back, I scratch yours sort of thing. And so yeah. I had media backing. We can develop a symbiotic relationship. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fantastic. So I got to shoot a whole bunch of concerts after that because oh, wow. my images would then go to either Fly FM or The Drive. Okay. Um, so I've... I haven't shot a lot because not a lot of bands come into Kingston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very selective of what I do want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, country shows, I can't get really into them anymore because I don't have any backing through any country radio stations. Oh, uh, right. But that's that's country. I, I mean, I enjoy country, but I'm more of an alt-rock type of guy. So uh, that's all right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I've been lucky to photograph some really big performers i mean not this past time the hip were in town i guess two summers ago last summer two summers ago um maybe three summers ago i was uh able to photograph them so i think it was a fully completely album mm. um so they're they're doing the fully completely album tour and uh so i was able to photograph the hip and um that was probably my most memorable concert yeah um just because you're in Kingston. It's the tragically hip, uh, and Gord Downey is such a, he's such a 
an actor. Right. I mean, he was Such he was always he was. I mean, he always played to the crowd and he was never in one spot. He was always acting as he was singing. It was very emotional. Mm. So it was it was really great and I got some amazing images um in the 8 minutes that I had. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's um, from so that. Uh and then I mean, I've I've done a whole bunch of after that I've done a whole bunch of other big bands like The Metric, um Death Cab for Cutie, uh Elton John was I think my most recent concert. Um Carlos Santana when he came into town that was great because you get three songs and each song's like 10 minutes long oh, nice. so you had a good 30 minutes to there for a little to while. nail it yeah so it's uh you could play around and be a little more artistic with that show Elton John was probably the most difficult though because we were allowed two songs um one from the pit and one from back um near the soundboard Okay. So what did those offer you those two different perspectives? Uh Well, the the first shooting one song with no opening band. Um normally you use your first song to get your lighting so you know what's kind of going on and like sports you can anticipate mm. the lighting. Right. <laughs> um but with Elton John it, you, you got one fo- one song. So you've got to nail it pretty quick. Um, so it's kind of nerve wracking. I was going to say that sounds so stressful. Yeah. It, well, it's, it's fun, but it is stressful because I mean, there's nothing you're only going to do yourself wrong in the way that, uh, you're not letting anybody down mm-hmm. except for yourself. Right. Um, so if you don't get the images, you don't get the images. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the radio station also doesn't get great <laughs> images, but at least it's, you know, it's not a huge loss. Right. Um, right. But uh, yeah, that was that was quite nerve wracking. One song, nailing the light and uh, getting the images that you want, the perspectives, the angles, um, was hard with just one song. Did how, how did you feel about the images that came out? They're they're pretty good. I mean, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I mean, he's a musician that sits at his at his piano most of the time, and and when he stands up, it's for like a second or two. So. Again, if you see that he's going to make a move and stand up, you have to be ready and, and, and shoot, right? You have to anticipate what's happening even with concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's there's musicians that run all over the <laughs> stage, and right. they're really hard to capture because you might be using a low shutter speed, and if they're running, you might not get a great image, right? Beautiful blur yes. across the stage. Everything else is good except for the... Uh, yeah, except for the singer. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, that's a. It's not a stressful environment, but it's certainly fast paced. Mm. I I went to Montreal to see a band that I've wanted to see since since I discovered their music, and uh, I don't know if if you're familiar with the Dandy Warhols. Yep. Yeah, I went to go see uh, their concert, and I I'm not into. Uh, concert photography i don't i don't feel comfortable there but yeah. i needed to take some photos like you i was there i was like I, I this is important to me and so i did I, I grabbed a few photos and some of them were were pretty good and and so i was, I was happy with that I, I didn't want to take too many and uh but yeah that was i don't know i didn't really have a point i just I was... 
Well, that's that's the thing too, and with music photography, concert photography, and it's sports, um, but especially with concert photography, people ask, "Oh, well, what what songs do they play?" I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. You're so immersed in what you're doing. Oh my gosh, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. You know, and because you're not you're not listening, you're paying attention to what's going on around you, especially if it's a music, if it's a photo pit that's narrow. Yeah. And there's a lot of other photographers in there. Right. You have to watch where you're walking. You're not bumping into each other. You don't want to get in somebody's way. Yeah. Um, because there's there's etiquette with photography. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. There's there's do's and don'ts. Right. Um, it's not like a wedding where you walk in and sure there's do's and don'ts for weddings, but there's only one of you. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been in photo pits where there's eight of us. Oh my so God. a pit can be three foot wide and as long as the stage you have to get around people so oh my gosh yeah. yeah there's there's etiquette when it comes to photography like that and especially with sports photography there's there's etiquette that people don't realize um i didn't even think about that like, yeah i mean i know i the first thing that comes to mind is like surfing etiquette yeah and that can get aggressive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like what like what are some examples of some of the things you have to keep in mind on top of trying to get an amazing photo well for concert photography you have to Think about the people who have paid to get in, right. for one. I mean, the, you can, you're can you on the same level of them as them, and yes, the stage is, is up higher, but you also don't want to take away from their experience of being there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, flash photography. You can't have a flash shooting at a concert or sporting event. Um, and that's, I mean, the... If you're if you're at a concert, you have to make sure that you're not you're not rubbing elbows with somebody else. You're not getting in the way of somebody else's image. Mm-hmm. Um, include other people in your image, like other photographers in the audience. Yeah, that's great, but don't get in the way of somebody else's image because mm-hmm. um, that's how you burn. make friends. That's how you make <laughs> friends. Yes, yes, and burn many bridges. Yeah, no um, kidding. But yeah, it's. Uh, the etiquette with concerts, you don't get any anybody's way. And especially if they have a live camera running, mm, you have to watch out for oh that gosh. guy with the video camera. Right. Um, because... He's uh, kind of at the top of the hierarchy. Yeah, he's at the top of the food chain when it comes to imaging. <laughs> um, SLRs are, are noisy. And yeah, sure, if you're just clicking away and, uh, you know, the concert's so loud that you're not going to hear it anyway, is... Is that something you have to consider with the video camera? Like, can you hear that click? The only time I've had to consider um, the shutter noise was I shot for an event for Golf Canada. and uh, A silent game. Yeah, it is a very silent game. And uh, I had a few nasty looks thrown my way by some of the, the golfers when I didn't necessarily fire the shutter off when I was supposed to. Um, in that sport, I had never photographed golf before, mm-hmm. and so I learned very quickly the do's and don'ts. Um, you never photograph the golfer on their backswing, so when they're going to hit the ball, you only photograph them after they've made contact with the ball or their follow-through. What? Really? Yeah. Why? Because of the noise travel. It distracts. It's so quiet, so it distracts them. Oh, my god! And I've been... I one girl I was photographing, she was making a putt and it's very quiet and I was about forty feet away and I clicked just a little too soon 
just as she was making contact and after that she looked right at me and gave me a, oh a death gosh. stare so oh my gosh that um, is, yeah you'd learn pretty fast wouldn't you <laughs> yeah now i mean you can you can fix that now with mirrorless cameras yeah um but i i, I would still go towards like a an slr because i mean they're just battery life is so much more reliable and they the image quality is is amazing right. i mean my camera yeah. is almost 10 years old now and uh, it's a tank. You mm. still can't get images out of new uh, mirrorless cameras that this thing can produce. Wow. Um, which 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 camera is that? I use a Nikon D3S. Okay. Um, and it's it was pretty much the premier photojournalism camera that Nikon built. Oh. Um, and uh, I mean it's it's built like a tank. I've I've dropped it. I've banged it. I am not careful with my gear. Um, it's awful. <laughs> I mean, if, if you look on my Instagram feed, I think I put up a photo of my lens um, that got hit with a puck Ooh. about four weeks ago. Oh my God, are you serious? Yeah, and it's it still works. Um, I'm still using it because I have two to three games a week more if I'm shooting for Queens. Right. So to send that away to Nikon to be repaired and not have it for three weeks is a huge oh my gosh, disadvantage. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, that's not the first time I've I've had one of my pieces of equipment hit by a moving object. <laughs> Part of parcel. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's not necessarily a safe, safe job, oh sports my. photography. I know, right? You're going into, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, if you could just aim those projectile objects at me, that would be great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I've I've had football players almost run me right over, and I, I won't I won't necessarily move because I want the image. You, you, not necessarily. I don't think necessarily um, to move out of the way. Mm -hmm. um, if I think I have the distance from the play, then I think I'm fine. And then you realize that the play is still coming towards you, and even though you're outside of the boundary it's still coming towards you. Um, but oh. you get the image. <laughs> I, uh, that, that sounds terrifying. I was looking at someone's work, uh, recently and, um, they were photographing some, uh, some horses, some wild horses. And it's just like, they're in the middle of it. Yeah. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that is a death. Uh, that's a death wish, you know? That's yeah. crazy. And you just kind of pray that they, like, move around you because you're an obstacle and they don't want to hit you either. Um, but, yeah, that's, oh, my gosh. Um, what else do you think people don't really know about about this genre that uh, they might find surprising? Um, wow. I, I don't know how to answer that question. You've already given so many examples. That, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I'm not sure, actually. That's fair. You've stumped me. <laughs> um, it, I think it also all depends on, on any of the sports you're, you're attending. Um, I mean, I've done equestrian events, and that's totally different than photographing an athlete. Mm. You know, um, then there's different things they have to realize and take into account then. Um, I don't know. I, I think the fact that you can immerse yourself in, in, in the sport, you aren't part of the game, but you feel like you're part of the game. I think that's what people wouldn't really 
no. I mean, that's that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Same with the music photography. I mean, I'm not listening to the music, but at the same time, I'm immersed in the music. I may not walk away realizing what I had just heard, but you, you're still in it. Mm. You still feel it. It's it's totally different photographing sports than it is photographing a person against a backdrop. It's not as intimate, but I think you feel like you're actually part of the event, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I mean, you're just another limb somehow. Yeah. I wanted to ask, uh, I like to ask everyone this, but I wanted to ask about, like, if you could describe your personality and then how you think it it fits into the work that you do and how it shapes the work that you do. I'm pretty laid back, easy going. And that's that's what, uh, that helps me with, with, with the sports and with the concerts because, I mean, there's no pressure there. I mean, depending, I mean, if you're on an assignment um, and you have a contract, then yeah, sure, there, there's pressure, but it's it's not like uh, if you don't get an image, it's the end of the world. And, and that's the thing with, with sports is, is you will miss goals and celebrations of any sort, whether it's hockey or rugby or football. And it's just because of where you are. You can't be in front of the play all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can't let that really stress you out, if you will, because it is what it is. So I think that's what I really, really like about that, and it gels with with my personality. How I'm just I'm laid back, I'm easygoing, and I work better that way. When I'm not under the stress, um, you can have fun with it. And I mean that's 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 who I am. I'm just I'm just so laid back and easygoing, and I like to have fun. Yeah, you just got to know yourself and uh, figure out what works for you. Yeah. Um, if if you were to uh, if you were to look at the ways that you've invested into your your craft, um, what do you think has brought you the most, or has influenced it the most? And this could be time or money or uh, just engaging in certain things what do you think has brought you the most return I I think the most is um, shooting as much as I possibly could because I didn't I I mean I didn't go to school for photography I mean I graduated 17 years ago from computer engineering (laughs) which is not photography not not quite Um, (laughs) And uh, I mean, I picked up my first camera when I in two thousand and seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Got serious about doing what I'm doing now. Like I said, two thousand thirteen, and uh, between then and and now, I've shot as many concerts and sporting events as I possibly could. So I think that just attending and learning on my own and seeing what images work and don't work and learning how to read the game or know and anticipate what might happen in a concert, which is really hard because a lot of a lot of musicians are very erratic and, and you never know what they're going to do. Um, but still, it, it helps. So I, I, I think that just shooting, 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 um, and you start to to learn the craft better 
um, you can you can pay all the money in the world to have the best equipment <laughs> and have great mentors and and do classes and go on seminars and um, but I think if you're not exposing yourself to as many different aspects of of life and photography um, I think you're really enclosing yourself and you're not you're not seeing what's outside of the box I mean I hate to say that you know I'm just a sports and event photographer because I mean I've jumped into wedding photography portrait photography um, landscapes I've done some astrophotography um, I want to get into doing uh, like motocross and uh, um, bike racing um, there's there's just so much out there that you can do right I mean there's wildlife and I don't necessarily have the time but I've I've captured a few wildlife photos in the past and they just I love it it's it's finding that time mm-hmm. and shooting everything you possibly can when you're able to mm-hmm. I think that's that's the most that I've learned and that's been the most monumental part of of building my portfolio is just time and shoot yeah, take you know, advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, buying gear, I mean, it helps. And the gear that I have is perfect for what I need to do because um, you need good gear to shoot in low-light situations, especially concerts, sports. Um, so, yes, you do need to invest the money in gear. I'm not going to say you don't. You do. Um, but the gear can only get you so far. I mean, you can't put it on the little running man when you're walking into a hockey event because your camera doesn't have the little running man when you're getting up to like a <laughs> professional DSLR. Um, that'd be nice. But uh, no, you, you have to shoot and you have to know the camera. You buy the gear geared towards what you want to do. Hmm. You know, I want to get into fast-paced events low light events so you need you need a good camera yes i've spent the money on it but i wouldn't say that that is what has gotten me there it's shooting 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 and learning what's good looks good and what doesn't and how to sort through your photos and not spend a lot of time on a thousand images from a game you know you know what looks good that's pretty good advice thank you (laughs) Do you have a do you have any favorite images that stick out to you whether it's the story behind them or just that you captured it and it turned out really well? That's I don't there's a lot of a lot of great images that I think I've produced um in my own opinion. I don't think I really have one that really stands out and screams this is the best image you've ever created. Mm. Um, because I am very much my own worst critic. Aren't we all? I mean, <laughs> I, I'll walk away from, from shooting a game and I won't like a lot of the images or I'll, I'll look at them and say, okay, well, I, I can do better or this isn't totally in focus. And you'll get that. Mm-hmm. Even though you're, you're shooting at a high shutter speed, your focus might not be there. It's good enough to use, mm-hmm. but it might not be crisp. Right. Um, but, but just images that I, I really like I mean my girls <laughs> uh, photographing my, my daughters definitely will always be on top 
I think it's photographing something that's new. Like with concerts, there's there are certain images of certain concerts that I've done that, yes, will always stand out. Um, going back to Tragically Hip, I have several images of Gord Downey, and it's just the expressions on his face and the lighting that's in behind him. It's just that image will always stand out for me. Um, there's one of uh, the bassist from Death Cab from Cutie, and uh, he's just in this light and there's smoke in the background and it just has this great it it almost looks like a painting Mm. um and that's that's images like that stand out i wouldn't say they're great images but they will stand out Mm. um i don't know and then then you get into to stuff like i i photograph the uh the rcaf demo team um and I went out to Norman Rogers Airport, probably about 8.30 at night, set up a tripod on my camera and did a long time exposure. And uh, I mean, something like that sticks out in my head, but I'm an aviation nut too. So um, that's, to me, is a great image. A man of many curiosities. Yes. Um, then there's, I think one other image that really does stand out is uh, I was in a farmer's field. Um, I was shooting the Milky Way and uh, there's an old John Deere tractor. So I used my cell phone and a flashlight and I tried to do as best I could light paint the John Deere. Mm. Um, So you have this tractor that's illuminated. You have the Milky Way that's illuminated all in one exposure. Mm. Um, So that kind of sticks out. But I mean, they're good images and people may like them, but um, I don't know, I'm too rough on myself. (laughs) How, how do you get over that? How do you get over that self-criticism? Uh, I don't know if I ever will or if I have. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I starting to get better. I'm starting to really like images um, that I'm producing more and more. And I think it's because I'm more relaxed now. Um, over the past year, I've learned so much and my portfolio has hasn't necessarily grown but is is matured Mm. um especially with sports uh so i think i'll always be my own worst my hardest critic and uh will i ever get over that i don't think ever anybody ever will i think Um, uh, i think that's the artist's lament yeah i mean it's yeah when it comes to drawing and painting i i never like stuff that that I do. I mean, it might look okay, but I'm always like, ah, oh, that's not that great. <laughs> um, but I guess, I, yeah, that's the way an artist is. They're never 100% happy with what they do. Yeah, you're always you're always looking to uh, improve yourself, and you can see where there's room for growth, and you just want to be there. Yeah. This hour has flown by so fast, but it always does. I just have a couple more questions, or, or one that I like to ask everyone if you were in the situation where you're interviewing or talking with a photographer whose work you really admired, what sort of things would you want to ask them? What are you curious about? What is it that you're interested in in other people's work? I think it's the same questions you've asked me so far. What drives you to, to photograph what you're photographing and what inspires you? I mean, or, or where you want to go with, with your work, you know, is it a part-time thing? Is it something you want to do full-time? Um, cause I mean, 
photography is one of those things where either you make it a full-time living and you can or you do it part-time <laughs> like I've been doing so you want to I think I'd want to know what what's driving a person because mm. I, re- I, I had to do the same I had to figure out what's driving me and what I really want to do mm. and uh, it all comes into um, time away for me time away from family right because I, I work a, a regular job plus I have a family and the photography so I had to make a decision and know which way I wanted to go so I think I wanted to I would want to know what drives another photographer to do what they want to do are they doing it just for for fun just because or is there a purpose you know where do you want to go do you want to go from point a to point b Mm. or are you just gonna go all over the place Mm. and just because so I, I I think I think the questions you've asked me so far, I mean, is is exactly what you've kind of I would kind of want to know, <laughs> as well, right? Because I mean, yeah, you want to pick at somebody's brain and and figure out what makes them do what That's they it. do. <laughs> what makes you tick? Yes. <laughs> and uh, where can people where can people find your work? Uh, Instagram, it's Jason Scorse. You can also find my stuff on my website, which is scorsephotography.com. And there's links through Twitter, um, Facebook, and Instagram there. Yeah, that's that's how you find me out on social media. I don't uh, I don't post a lot on my website. I don't blog. I don't even use Facebook that much anymore. Mm. I'm uh, I'm all over Instagram though. I that's love the, Instagram. That seems to be the way to go because you're. It's so streamlined. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot of garbage. Like mm-hmm. you do out of, out of, say, Facebook and Twitter and, and such, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Instagram is a great way for photographers and anybody in, in video production to get their stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you, you can check me out through Instagram and see all the hockey photos <laughs> I throw up there. And, yeah, it's good fun. That's awesome. Well, um, thank you again for, for coming in and chatting with me. I've really enjoyed our chat and it's been really, really interesting and educational, uh, for me because I really, as I said, I was kind of, I was actually really nervous that I wouldn't hit. And I'm sure that I've missed a million interesting questions that someone who is in your field would, would have maybe, maybe I should have gotten you to write the questions <laughs> out, but, uh, no, I really enjoyed our chat. It's been really enlightening and, uh, really interesting. Oh, thanks so. for having me. It's yeah, it's, I didn't know what I was walking into, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's it's good. Awesome. I'm so glad. Thank you. And that was my conversation with Jason Scores of scoresphotography.com. That's spelled S-C-O-U-R-S-E, photography.com. You can find him under just that, Scores Photography, on Facebook. And if you are looking for him on Instagram, you can find him under Jay Scores. That's it for this 